good morning. It's a blessed Sunday. Uh, almost 11 o'clock in the morning. So, I want to touch back on my roots. You know, I was, I'm asked to help out in an organization and be a part of it. And I really do want to be a part of this organization. It's just a matter of funding, money. Money does not come easily for me. You know, I'm trying to find a job. I actually need to find two jobs, maybe a third job, to pay all of my debts, help my hubby, because I want him to come here before the end of the year is out. But I also want to be a part of this organization that my other LinkedIn contacts said I think we would make a great team because we both have similar backgrounds. You're right. I understand the plight of people. If someone said to me, why do you want to help others? Why not? When I was a little girl, I had a dream about doing that, going on these, going all over the world in these different parts of the world, in third world countries where there's so much violence, depravity, poor. You know, people are living hand to mouth. And I think back at my, my mother and father, when they grew up in the Great Depression, they didn't have much in the way of a childhood. Their childhood was again robbed. They had to grow up pretty quickly. They had to help their families. They had to do the things that you and I couldn't even imagine doing. And you think to yourself, you're lucky, or in a sense, yes, very lucky that your father and mother were able to provide you with a good life, a better life than what they had. And that's what my father did. He provided us with a much better life than what he had growing up. He didn't want us to grow up the way he and my mother had grown up, where they had to, again, grow up very quickly to help support their families. Because again, it was tight. When you're growing up in the Great Depression, there were a lack of jobs. You had to find a way to survive, to get food, shelter, to provide for your family. And when you have siblings, you have to also think about them. So then you think to yourself, wow, I couldn't imagine growing up in that time. That would have been very difficult. Now we went through here in America, back in the mid to late 2000s, a recession. Similar to a depression, but the only difference is unemployment was high, there were very little jobs, and the companies that were hiring at the time didn't want to hire, quote, full-time people. They wanted temporary. So when I look at myself and I think, wow, you know, I would love to be in a company that gives back, an organization. I've always wanted to volunteer, but I want to volunteer overseas. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I would never help the people here where I live. It's just different over there. If you can understand, I was young when I was when I had a friend of mine who had gone into the Peace Corps to volunteer. She said it was a rewarding experience. Yes, you start from the bottom, but you work your way up. She was able to visit these countries where a lot of the people didn't have much of anything. You look at the children that were starving and sick. You look at the, the, the adults that were battling cancers or whatever illnesses, they were in silence because going to a hospital over there is very expensive. Where can you get that money? And if you're feeding a family of four and the job you have only provides just enough for shelter and food and all that, what happens if someone gets sick? How do you, how do you take care of that? If you don't have the money, that financial means, to get your loved one to a hospital, well, basically, they're going to have to and I think this is really sad, they're gonna have to cure themselves, but you can't. Why? Because medical care, doctors, 
That's all expensive. I'm sorry. Even here in this part of the world, if you don't have insurance. See, that's why I won't go to a hospital. If I get sick, I have to find a way to make myself better. If I go to a hospital, I don't have health insurance. I know exactly how that bill is going to come out. It's going to come out big. You know, even for an x-ray, x-rays or just a general checkup, it's expensive. I'm thinking, why is it so expensive? You know, the only place that I can think of that you can go to is Canada. They have free health care, but the problem with that is there's a disadvantage to that. If you have to get a life-saving operation or some type of surgery, you have to go into another part of the world for that. See, I don't understand that at all. Then what's the point of having free health care? You can't go into your own native homeland to get that required surgery. By the time you get that, the cost of airfare, getting into the country, and, and then doing all of that, what happens if the person dies along the way? Then what? So then you say to yourself, I don't like that idea at all. That bothers me tremendously. That's why I say it's very, very important that we do as much as we can as human beings to help others in those parts of the world. And that's why, for me, I want to live there. I want to live in another part of the world where I can be a part of the whole community. You know, because when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, people are not going to respect you. They're not going to even want you in their country. Now, I do want to help others. It's just a matter of money. And again, in order for me to fulfill the dream of helping others, because I don't know when that's going to be. I'm hoping it's going to be sometime next year. But I don't want to, you know, make that definitive. Like, oh, that's exactly, you know, the, a definite date of, as to where I'm going to be down there. It's a matter of money here. I have my own bills that I'm going through and finances that I have to get through. And then I save up enough money and I have a cushion of money set aside just for that purpose. Yes, I will gladly come down there. My LinkedIn contact this morning, early this morning, I didn't realize that I was sleeping. Because again, there's a time difference. Now it's six hours because now we push the clocks back an hour over here, which I think is ridiculous. But, and I don't understand the whole daylight savings time crap. Because there are a lot of places that do not do that. I said, well, why don't you just wake up with the sun and go to bed at night with the moon? <laughs> I mean, seriously, why is this necessary? It isn't. But anyway, um... He gave me an idea. He says, you know, I would love for you to be a part of an organization. I wish we could meet. I'm like, I, right now, I would love to meet in person to talk about all these ideas and these things that we could do together because he wants me a part of this organization. But the problem is it's money. And, and again, a lot of people think that because you live here, not a lot, but there are a majority of people think, oh, people in America are rich. <laughs> Far from it. I am not rich. I wish I was rich. But I wouldn't be rich in the terms of, because I've seen... There are two kinds of rich people. There are rich people that were born into wealth and have that high and mighty attitude that they think they're better than you. And that's the people I try to avoid because I went to school with people like that and I just think it's just shameful the way you knock somebody down off their pedestal because of where they come from and who they are. That's just shameful on your part. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the rich people that I'm talking about is if you came from a background like myself that was humble and poor, but you struggled, you struggled and you failed many times and you got those rewards to where you are now, I praise people that do that because that is a true life story. See, I wanna hear from you how you came to where you are now. But if you tell me you came from wealth, then you really didn't struggle because you had people along the way helping you and you had things done for you be honest with you when you tell me oh yeah people did this for me 
So you never did anything for yourself, basically. That's not being grown up. That's not being adults. And I have compassion for others who have little to next to nothing, like myself. And I said to myself, I will do as much as I can to help other people. I want to be able to leave a legacy behind when I leave this earth. That I had done something to help others, but I want that mission to continue even after I'm gone. Because again, saying it and doing it are two different things. And you think to yourself, why do you want to, why do you have that much passion for other people? Because I feel for people who have nothing. Especially when there's children involved. When you see children that don't have much of anything, it breaks my heart. I have a lot of things to give. I want to be able to give them in person. For me to say, yeah, let me get an organization, let them come over here. I want to make sure that you take these things that I'm giving and you make sure you send it to the places I want you to send them to and give them out. But for me, the greatest reward is physically giving it to that person, to a child or, or an adult or whatever. Because again, it's important to me. It's important to me. Okay, I'd like to see the smiles on children's faces when you give them something. Their face lights up and they have this joy and it's, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. You know, uh, this was a while ago on YouTube, there was a, a man that gave this beautiful little girl a gift. He, ga he gave her a doll. And when he presented the doll to her, she had such smile and happiness and she gave him a big hug. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Now you think, well, you could do that here. How am I gonna do that here if I'm not over there? And you think to yourself, I wanna see that expression on that little girl's face or little boy's face when you give them something. I wanna see it because it makes me feel good. But it's not just children. And again, it's people that don't have much of anything, like young adults, adults, elderly. You wanna give them something that puts a smile on their face. You know, nowadays, when you go to certain parts of the world, there are things that are expensive. You go into a marketplace in another part of the world, everything's expensive. And you think to yourself, well, there's a family that's in need of all of that, but can't afford it. Look at the jobs that they have. If I have my a, a company that I'm gonna promote, a business, I will bring you on with me. This is how much I'm gonna give you, but the only two things I ask for, from you is to really learn and listen. Learn and listen. Those are the two things that are important to me. Learn and listen. So in other words, you will do what you have to do to make this a success. And again, I don't like people that are lazy. I don't like people that, you know, put others down or tease them or make fun of them. Because if you do that under the company that I'm going to run, you're out. You have to be willing to learn and you have to be willing to do the work. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You know, and I don't care about your education. I'm looking for people who don't even have a college education. See, again, I got my best teaching from my parents. They taught me so much about life that I took the lessons they learned, valuable lessons that they learned, and I'm applying it to the real world. When you go to a school, you don't really learn more. You don't really learn about life. You learn about whatever they teach you. Think about the subjects that you were taught when you were young and all the way up to high school and even college. Really, are you going to take those subjects and apply them to the real world? Unless, unless you're, say, an engineer or you're a scientist or a doctor, yeah, okay, fine. 
but not everybody can achieve that. Not many people can afford to go to college. I went to college, but I had a financial grants at the time that I didn't have to pay back. But the problem was I dropped out because my father got sick. I could have stayed and finished, but I didn't. And I procrastinated. I kept saying, yeah, I'm going to go back. But to be honest with you, college educations nowadays are overrated. You really don't need to have a degree in some of the industries that you work for. I'm sorry. If you have prior experience, that's important. Correct? Now, I want to improve the education down there too because I think young adults need to have a better education. If you think about, let's, let's talk about the education system here versus over there. Well, here you can get a better quality education, but not many people can afford to from another part of the world come here because of the cost. Well, we should make the cost affordable for people who want to study abroad. If you have someone that you know of that you think can do very well here, sponsor them, bring them over here. But again, everything always has a price tag attached to it. And money is attached to everything. And I think it's just in this day and age when people are struggling and coming back from this horrible pandemic that we had about a year ago, when everything shut down, I'm telling you, I was climbing the walls. I could not take it. I felt like I was trapped in prison. All right. And when you have nobody to fall back on at the time, I was all alone. I'm like, I don't think I can do this again. I was ready to just break free, just escape. There were a lot of people, though, from here wanting to travel overseas or wanting to just live somewhere else. And they did, but then they came back. Now you figured, why did they come back? Was it difficult over there? Or maybe they couldn't find a job or maybe they just couldn't adjust. Who knows? See, I'm the opposite. I think I would do well in another country because here in America, yeah, it's beautiful, land of opportunity and this and that. But you want to know something? It's expensive here. Everything is expensive. Living in a home is expensive. Buying a car is expensive. Even the food has gone. I'm like, oh my God, how are we going to live? You know? Now, I was thinking of this, and I'm still thinking of it. Dual citizenship, which can live in two different countries. At the same time, I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I should just renounce my citizenship. But the problem with that is, though, what if you had to come back? Because if you have family here in the United States and something happens, then would you be able to come back? Probably not. If I'm a natural citizen, though, I was born here, I shouldn't have a problem. But they also advise not to do that. I'm like, well, what if I'm not happy here? I mean, I've had a lot of hurt living in this country. You know, both my parents are gone, right? So I don't have them anymore to fall back on. And most of my time that I'm spent here on Earth hasn't really been pleasant. I went through a series of bad relationships. I was hurt physically, emotionally, mentally. The only thing that I could say I was proud of, but I still can't use it is, well, I battled breast cancer. Now that's something, you know, God gave me a second chance. Now I want to have these missions and do these missions, but I want to be able to be in that area where I want to do the missions instead of doing it from here. Doing it from here is impossible. And again, everyone's like, well, you can donate and you you can do the GoFundMe and you can do the... Yeah, uh, I, I don't... First of all, donations from, from here to there, everybody does that. I don't like GoFundMe pages. I think there's some, some of them are so ridiculous. You know, some of them, they're just a little out of hand. And I don't want to do a benefit or concert because that's been done. I physically want to go there, physically, in a virtual, virtual reality, in virtual. In other words, be there for real to help people. Not saying you're going to do it from a computer or if you're doing it from here. It's a little difficult. You get a real life experience and you learn more about the people, the place, the culture, the custom. I love that. That's a virtual history lesson. And I always thought that 
going to school back in the day. We should have done that. They should have taken us on an actual trip to another country so we can learn more about a people and, a, and, and place, not just reading about it in a textbook and watching it on a film strip. You don't get a good quality education learning that. They should start from grammar school and on. I think that would be a great idea, but you know that's not gonna happen. Why? Because of the expense. But if you're at school, you think, well, they're gonna cover the expense. Don't you want your children to get a quality, well-rounded education? Don't you want them to have the experience of going to an actual country to learn more about a culture, you know, the history of the people and the land and everything? I think that's a wonderful experience, but again, they don't do that, and they should. Now, you can do that in high school, or, you know, can prepare, like, oh, if I want to live abroad, I want to study here or there, and I go on a, on a trip and, and it's paid for by the school, wonderful. Same thing with college, but then again, you think, well, I can do that on my own. I don't need to have somebody send me there, you know, from a, a financial institution, like an educational institution. I'd rather do it myself. Then I've seen people do it. I've always wanted to do that, go abroad and live abroad. Now, the thing is, I have to, again get a passport and a visa. Some countries don't allow you to have a visa, though. They don't want you to have a visa. You, you can go in there without a visa. I was looking at a list of countries of what is required versus what isn't. Some countries, yes, you have to have a visa. Some don't, depending on where you're going. Now, my LinkedIn contact, my other LinkedIn contact said, well, why don't you do, um, she suggested two other places, and I never really thought about it, but I have to do the research. She said Sierra Leone, or Tanzania. Now, Tanzania, I kind of like. Uh, I think I saw a documentary not too long ago on one of the, I think it was History or National Geographic or Discovery Channel, or the, no, the Travel Channel, I think, did something, certain areas of the world that are beautiful. And that, you know, what? so how would I go there? How would I get in? Is there any type of special requirements that are needed? Because I think she's from that part of the world. And I thought, wow, okay. Give me some suggestions here. You know, anywhere in the world you want to live, it really doesn't matter. But I don't want to do it alone. That's why I'm trying to get my hubby to come down here. I said, I will pay for your passport and visa. Okay? I will give you the money. I'll send the money to you because I know the... But you have to get them in advance. You can't just wait at the last minute. Now, unless, of course, you know, there's a way where it can be expedited. Now, for me, I have to get a passport. The passport I had from back in the day when we went to Greece, well, that's expired, and I have to apply for a new passport. I won't have to make an appointment with the post office over here and do it, but I would have to get it ex expedited. I saw the fees involved. I would have to get a passport, but then I would also have to get a visa. I'm trying to think, where would you get the visa from? Would you get it from, the, from, from where? The government? Or do you go into the country where you're going to? Will you get the visa there? Will they give it to you? Now, it'll be easier again if I have someone who can, you know, give me that opportunity to come into the country and be a part of, a, like, a resident of that country and, and just blend in with everybody. That's my biggest dream was to do that. And I really, 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 really want to do that. I really want to do that. But I also want to do the things I want to do, the missions. I want to help people along the way. I want to do um, so many different things. I think it's very important. You know, I think that giving back is the most important thing that you could do. Because your life, you're, 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 the, the definition of a human being, the definition of a human being, in my perspective, from my own point of view, because again, you don't have to agree with me, from my own point of view, the definition of a human being is someone who gives back. If you come from a from a, a background that is poor, 
If you come from a background where your family had a struggle to put food on the table and to give a quality education, good life and clothes and shelter, then you understand. But if you tell me, well, I come from privilege, you don't. Because again, people who come from privilege, who are born rich, have everything done for them. I don't see that as being a true human being. I'm sorry. Now, you guys might disagree. Fine. You can disagree all you want. You, again, you don't have to agree with me. This is just my personal opinion. When I see, when I hear someone say to me, yeah, I struggled. How did you struggle if you were born into wealth? Things were done for you. Things were done for you. People, situations, everything was done for you. So if you tell me, yeah, I was born into wealth and I had, I didn't have to do this and I haven't do that. Yeah, you had people doing things for you. You were born basically with a silver spoon in your mouth. Not everybody has that or I came from that type of a background the majority of the people are living well below their means right now you can say I'm slightly poor until I get a job and I get myself back on my feet I can say yeah I'm one of the working class but right now no can't really say that now can I okay so that's why I think it's very 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 important to understand where I'm coming from when it comes to helping others. I understand the plight of people that are poor. I understand that completely. And if I had a choice between making friends that are from the same background as me versus someone who's very like financially set and who's quote rich, I'm sorry I have to I have to go with the people that are humble like myself. I'm sorry. And they're gonna think, well, you're really not that humble. Oh yes I am. I understand. I don't put people down. See, when I have friends from all over the world, I again, I don't care about your financial status, where you come from, your background. You should be proud of who you are and where you come from. And again, if you had to struggle, there is no shame in that. There is no shame. Struggling and failure, in my book, are strengths. They're not weaknesses. You know what a weakness is? Coming from a background that's really, really rich and not caring about what other people are going through. That's being, for my, in, my, in my definition, selfish. You are selfish when you do that. You are selfish when you do Because when you tell me, yeah, I never had to work a day in my life. I never, yeah, that's right. Because it was given to you. Again, not many people that I know of, that I know of, have that mentality. I remember I used to go to, in, in high school, I was surrounded by rich snobs. All the girls were snobs. That's what I mean, females don't get along. Females have this ideal that, oh, well, you have to marry rich and this stuff. Do you really, though? Because if all you're telling me is, well, I, I love him. No, you don't love your, your husband. You only love him because of what he represents and what he has. And that's shameful on your part. I don't have respect for that. I'm sorry. I don't. When I think of all the times that, when I look at my mother and father, is a perfect example because they're a, a beautiful, a beautiful, 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 beautiful love affair. Not even an affair, a love, like a romance, a storybook romance, a fairy tale, happily ever after. They both were poor. That's what they had in common. They grew up together. But my father loved my mother so much, he couldn't imagine any other woman in his life but my mother. And I asked my mother, I said, well, how did you two, oh, well, we grew up together, and we did this, and this, and this. I was like, all right, great, wonderful, you know? Um, because, again, 
I thought that was romantic. I saw the pictures of my mother and father when they got married, and I saw the, the life that they had built together. Now think about this. This is a beautiful, beautiful fairy tale. It's a happily ever after. You think, well, I want mine to be just as good too, because then you have a story to tell for your children, your grandchildren, future, and on and on and on. And you say to yourself, well, how can I do this? But again, if you tell me, oh yeah, well, I grew up poor and I did this and this thing. Yeah, but you don't understand. I do not have respect for people who tell me, yeah, I struggled too. No, you didn't. You came from privilege. You came from wealth. No, no amount of, if you're telling me that that's how you grew up, then I'm gonna tell you right now, there's something really wrong. There's something wrong with you when you do that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like it at all. Because again, you're, you're, you're presenting to me who you really are. You're someone who's a privilege, someone who has wealth, someone who has this, someone who has that. And not thinking to yourself that in order for you to get to where you wanna be in life, you have to struggle and fail many times. But again, struggle and failure are strengths, they're not weaknesses. And if you're telling me you don't know what you're talking about, oh really, I don't know what I'm talking about? You know, I think I do know what I'm talking about. I told you my father is the perfect example. He came from a poor background, him and my mother both. They came from a poor background. So don't tell me, oh, you don't understand, you don't, I do understand. I understand completely. I have compassion for people. To this day and age, I have compassion for people that have had to struggle and fail. But guess what? They made it to where they are without, without, without any help. Because again, struggling and failure are strengths. They're not weaknesses. And if you say to, if you say to me, well, how can you say that, that that's true? Because I grew up in a household that was like that. My father, how many times had, he had to, he could not do it on one job alone. He had to do two jobs. One job wasn't gonna cut it. So he had to have two jobs to give us the life that he, that he had given us. And he gave us a great life. Now, did I resent him? Because I, hadn't, I didn't see him for most of my, my childhood. You know, I was very young. I never really had a, a full chance to really you know, see him because he was very busy. He would go from one job and then he would go to another. No, I didn't resent him and I knew exactly how that must have been, you know, because when you're a little girl, you see your father as a person that you look up to. He's your hero, he's your, you know, someone that you respect and admired and he taught me so much. And yes, when he, when he quit that second job, he spent time with us. We had a very close relationship and I loved him for that. I loved him so much. But I never, I never resented him. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, I, my father and me, we never had any time to spend together and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. Well, I disagree with you because your father did what he had to do to provide for you and your family. And I think that's very commendable. And if you tell me, oh, no, no, yeah, no, yes, yes, yes. You gotta understand something. Everybody's struggling at this moment. Everybody is struggling at this very moment. So anyway, I'm just saying that this is really, really important. Because people nowadays are important. People matter. And especially now when we're just slowly coming out to a sense of normal. You know, I really believe that things are going to be... I think that everything's going to be great by 2022. I think we'll get back to normal life. 
and I think things will start to open up and people will start to really be appreciated. See, if you think about, and I've always brought this up into the podcast, that how can you expect for people to remember you and revere you if they don't even notice you? In other words, do you have to be dead? I always brought that up. Do you have to be dead to be remembered and revered for the things that you're doing, the things you have done to help others? Because you think to yourself, well, I'm alive and I don't get any type of praise. But when I'm dead, that's when all the praise comes out. Where does that come from? So you have to understand something. I'm trying to understand this from a point of my point of view. So this is my point of view of how I, I see this. In other words, life is hard. I'll admit it to you. But the only way that it can be very hard is if you make it hard for yourself. But I tell you one thing though, the thing that really gets to me, the one thing that really, really gets to me is the way people treat other people in this part of the world or in any part of the world for that matter. You look down at someone with disdain. Now I've seen this growing up and I've experienced it in the workplace. People will look at you like, okay, let's give an example. I'll give you an example from my experience. Because the way I, way you treat people and the way I, we're two different people. When you, the way you're dressed, and you say, oh, I have money, and I, you, you brag to people with what you have versus what you don't have. Because how did you, how did you become where you were? Well, you were born into wealth. Or you married someone who had wealth. And I always think that people who marry into wealth are completely different. In other words, so before that, you were like me. Poor, right? They won't admit it, though. They will not admit it to you because they're too ashamed. I don't know why you have to be ashamed about that. So when you marry someone who has wealth, and I, I hate this. That's why I take pot shots at women. Women, the only reason why they marry someone with wealth is not for love, because they want what the person has. You want all that material wealth. But will that make you happy? What's more important in life? Love. To me, love, I do not, and I'm going to tell you, if I were to come into a large sum of money, okay, I would not, one thing I would not do is go out and buy stuff. It's a waste. It's a waste of money. You say to yourself, what can I do with that money that will make me feel good? Give to the poor. Give to the poor. Help the poor. Help with education, health care. Feed the children. Provide. Give somebody a great education and shelter. See, those things are important to me. People, people are important to me. But when you think to yourself, yeah, a woman will marry a man because of what he has. He's not gonna, she's not gonna love the man. She wants what he has. So he provides her with that lifestyle to get married. But all she cares about is the fur and the jewelry and the big estate and everything else and the luxury trips. No, I can go shopping and be with my girlfriends. You know what? Pathetic. That's pathetic on your part. I don't even see that. What I see is someone who only cares about what the person has. You don't care about the man himself. That's really shameful on your part. So in my, the definition of that is you're a gold digger. Because what happens if you meet up randomly with someone and look at the way he's dressed and you automatically assume, well, he's a bum, I don't want to associate with him. But then he comes out of the he comes out of the store and he drives his fancy vehicle. Then your tune changes. I've seen the experiment done on YouTube and I think it's great how they do that. That's how you expose a true female. For me, I couldn't care what kind of a car you have, where you live, what your background is. I don't care about that. If I love someone and I love someone deeply, I look past that. Why? Because it's not important. 
if I look at my lifestyle, you want to tell me my lifestyle, how I grew up? I didn't have anything that was designer wear. I didn't really care for any of the trendy new fashions. Again, I'm wearing clothes from the 90s and 2000s. This is my wardrobe. Am I comfortable in it? Sure. Have I gone to the store lately? No. I have what I have. I use that and that's it. Okay? As far as the things that are in my home, again, they don't have any value to me. They're not sentimental. The only thing I have that will be considered sentimental is what is given to me over the years by my late parents. I keep that close to my heart. But even so, do I really need it? What am I holding on to it for? Is a remembrance to them? I have the key to their heart in me. Wherever I go in life, they're with me in spirit, okay? They taught me how to give back, how to treat others. You don't treat others with disrespect. You don't look down on others because, hey, they're not like you. You know what? I can't stand people like that. That bothers me. If you think that, well, I wish I was rich. Well, again, two different definitions of rich. And if you were born rich is one thing. If you came into rich, if you came into rich, you came in through struggle and failure. I, I will respect you if you tell me that that's how you came into where you are. But if you say to me, now I was born rich and things were done for me. So in other words, you didn't struggle because you had people doing things for you. How is that any different? Let's compare me and you. If I become a success in life, I do it through hard work. Hard work, failure, failure, hard work. That's how you become rich. And I don't care about money. I told you that. For me, because I've seen how people promote their businesses on social media, they're doing it for compensation. I am the opposite of that. Do I want money? Well, if you give me a check for money, that money will be used for helping the poor. Will I miss it? No. You know what I want in lifetime? What I want? An award with my name on it. A trophy. She was a humanitarian. She helped others. She gave back. That's what I want. I want money. Because money, you know what happens when you have too much money? You do bad things with it. When you get to be a certain celebrity, you come out there with that stuck-up attitude. Don't turn your eyes on me. Don't talk down to me. I hate when people do that because I will put you in your place pretty quick. You know what? You know what's good in riches? Wisdom and knowledge. Good education from both of my parents. My parents always told to respect others, to never put down, to never judge. When I went to school, everybody judges you. Oh my God, look at you. Yeah, what about me? What about me? What is it that you don't like about me? Because I don't like you. I'll tell you right now. I don't like someone who's stuck up and conceited. I'm sorry. People like that are snobs in my book. They're snobs in my book. I just don't like that. It bothers me. It bothers me to this very day. To this very core. It bothers me. It bothers me. Because people do not care. And when you don't care, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be around you. <laughs> I have a compassionate heart. I don't like to see people suffer. I don't like to see people being put down. I don't like to see children cry. When you, when you see that, it breaks your heart. Let me give you the example of how in New York City, when you're walking over people, they're people. They're people. 
They're not objects, they're people. When you see children involved in the mix, what kind of a life is that? You know, children are ashamed to get teased at in school from other kids because of their status. That's wrong too. Be proud of where you come from. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of your background. I can tell you honestly, if you sat me down in an interview and you asked me, how did I get to where I am? Struggle and failure. That's how I got it. But I also learned to respect others and to treat people with an ounce of respect. And in this day and age, it's not done here. That's why I said, why am I staying here? I can do good someplace else and it would make me feel very, very good. Make me feel very good. Because I don't have respect for other people. Now when you're going to talk down to me like that and tell me, you know, through the times that I worked, the last companies I worked at, that's what people were. Oh, look at me. I drive a fancy car. Look at me. I live on Park Avenue. Do you think I care? Do you honestly think I care? Do you? You want to know where I live? I live in an area that's decent, a decent home. Perfect for me, for now. But I do want to, I do want to move at some point. I want to stay here forever. I drive a decent car, gets me from point A to point B. It's not flashy or anything. The clothes again that I have, they're not, quote, fashion or trendy. I'm comfortable with the clothes I have. I couldn't care less. So don't tell me. So don't tell me. So don't tell me. Because the things that you have in life really do matter. The things that the people that are in your life matter. You know, both of my parents, again, instilled in us to be compassionate and kind towards others, to give back, to, to, to help others in need. And I'm grateful for that type of learning, from that type of teaching from my parents. Because if you grew up in a home that was, quote, rich, oh, look down at people, we don't help. That's right, you don't help. You throw your money away on stupid things when you could be helping other people. When you start doing the whole material stuff, material things should not matter. And to be honest with you, go on social media and you tell me if people are really happy. They're not happy. They might be struggling. They might be dealing with a lot of things that we're dealing with. But just because they come from a different cloth, they're cut from a different cloth, does not mean that they're happy. If you tell me, yeah, I'm happy with big mansion. I'm happy. I'm not. Because to me, that money could be used. I could, I'll tell you right now, I could easily sell my mansion and a car, my car, take that money, present it to them in a check and say, here, take this money. And they'll be like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. What? Don't worry about me. Because again, material things don't matter to me. People, 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 people matter. Not mat- People cannot be replaced. Remember that, people cannot be replaced. You can replace material things. You can't replace a person. What do you think, we're all clones? We exist all over the world? Well, somebody told me that. They said, yeah, they saw someone that looked like me with my face. I'm like, are you kidding me? Huh, I don't want to see that. No, no. I'm an original. Nobody can copy off of me. I'm an original. Okay, I'm an original. So don't come to me and tell me that you got it, that you knew that you struggled because, again, things were given to you people did things for you. That to me is not struggling. Struggling is when you physically do it yourself. Because again, I look at my father and mother, they're both perfect parents in that regard that 
we help others in need. Because guess what? The more you help, then when it's your turn and you're down on, on your luck, that person that you help will remember that and will help you. Even though you may say, no, I don't need the help. See, I'm the type of person that's a hard time receiving. I do have a hard time receiving. I just don't know why. Bad experiences. But if you want to give me something, if you want to give me something, give me a medal. Give me a trophy. Don't give me money. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go because it's it's almost 12. I'm hungry. <laughs> I need to eat something. Um, just remember... Stay strong, stay positive, give back. Have a blessed Sunday, a great week ahead. Take care.